Hi, good morning, everyone. Terry Rapley, humble follower of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I love that. I love church. I just got to say that. Like, where else in the world do you get this moment of love and goodness? The world doesn't give that. And we come and we get to spend time with people that are about love and goodness and and our Holy Savior. I'm just always moved by that. Whenever people talk about going to church, I I love church. I love church. That's all I can say. I mean, that's not all I can say because I'm obviously going to say more. But um, I I do want to take a moment. And Dawn, I'm going to ask you to come please stand um, over here. What I would like to do, and I actually felt this way last week, and, and the Holy Spirit didn't drop this for me. So we're going we're gonna to gather around Luke and Don. We're going to lay hands on them. When God says that when two are gathered together in marriage, they're one, I believe that when we lay hands on Dawn, we're laying hands on her and Luke. So if I could have some people come up and put their hands on her. Here's what we're going to pray for. We're going to pray for their energy. We're going to pray for physical health, mental health, spiritual health. We are going to pray that they are surrounded with love. We know that Luke's at home right now. Well, I believe in a God of miracles personally. And that's what we're asking for today. And that's what we're going to do. Praise you, heavenly Jesus. We know how much that you love Luke and Don. We know that you see what they do and what you've called them into. I ask right now, we come before you asking for a miracle on them. Please bless them. Bless their marriage. Bless their friendship. Bless their relationship. Bless their parenting. Bless their energy. Revitalize them, holy Jesus. We ask for a miracle on physical healing, mental, emotional healing. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would heal them spiritually and just revitalize them for your kingdom. You know what the world does, and you know what the enemy is doing out there, and you know that he's going to go after them. You already know what's going on way better than we do. Build them up, dear Jesus, as they consistently give and give and give to us. They give everything they have to their family, to each other, to you, Holy Father. We just ask for amazing, amazing, miraculous healing. We're asking for a miracle on them, Holy Father. And we know that we can ask you that because you're a God of miracles. We have faith in that, and we love you. Thank you for sharing them with us and bringing us to this place. Thank you for loving them, Holy Father. In Jesus' name, we love and thank you. Amen. That wasn't me, for the record. That was Jesus. He started last week. He said, I prayed about it all day. It's like, okay. 
Well, it's about Jesus, so you can't exactly say no, really. So we've been talking about Christianity and not being just a hobby. And so I was thinking about that not too long ago, and I was thinking about, well, so if it's not a hobby, what is it then? Is it a doctrine of beliefs? Is it a lifestyle? Um, Is it this big list of do's and don'ts? I know I do get hung up a little bit there on it's all about what you can do and what you can't do. The only thing is, what I really think at the core of Christianity, it's, it's a relationship, really. It's the, it's the relationship that we have with Christ, and everything comes from that space, from our relationship with Him. And I actually love this. If you think about it, um, marriage is what we call a relationship between a, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. Friendship. It's what we call our relationship with our friends, coworkers, relationships with the people that we work with. Christianity, it's our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, here's this good thing. The great thing, actually, God's all about relationships. And if you really look at it, it's all throughout God's Word that He's about relationships. We've got God the Father, Jesus the Son, brother and sisters, um, children, everything really stems from a relationship with God. And Jesus wants a relationship with us. That's where it all comes from. And here's the funny thing about having a relationship with Jesus. It's a little bit more than that, too, because it's also a relationship with each other. He, he calls us out a little bit more than that. He's all about relationships. You know how when people like don't like the people that you like, like if someone were to say something bad about my daughter, oh, I'm going to get all fired up, and chances are I'm not going to like you. And we don't like people that don't like people that we like. Well, the thing about Jesus is he likes everyone. And so then, therefore, we have to like who he likes. We actually have to model that. And this is actually, this is good for us because it kind of, that's where that relationship space commands what we do and how we relate. And he's been an ex- a beautiful example of that for us. John, I have to get my glasses, excuse me. One of my very most favorite verses in the Bible, and don't ask me why, but it's like a guider. John 13, 34 says, A new command I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, you also love one another. By this you will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now this command that Jesus gave replace the command back in Leviticus when Moses said, said, love others, basically do unto others as you do unto yourselves. Treat others the way you would treat yourself. Here Jesus kind of changed that, and he said, hey, love others as I love you. And this is good. This is so smart on Jesus's part, because we don't always do a good job loving ourselves I wouldn't necessarily want to treat everyone I met the way I treat myself. 
So Jesus here says, hey, no, love others as I have loved you. Not only does he say this, he, he commands it. He says, this is a new command I give to you to love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. And this comes again, we're talking to that space of relationship, which at the core is love. Now, there's a couple of things about relationships. Um, One, they are not easy. Anyone that's in a relationship, you know, it's not easy at all. Um, when they're good, they're the most beautiful thing ever. When they're bad, they wreak havoc on your life. The other thing about relationships is they are a two-way street. Relationships are always, they, it takes two. It takes interaction with another person always. Jesus has been the prime example for us in how to be in a relationship, not only in a relationship with him, but also in a relationship with each other. We serve a God. Jesus has shown us kindness, compassion, unconditional love. Seek to understand, slow to anger. I I am not always those things to to everyone else, but he modeled, he was a beautiful example for us of how to be in a relationship. He showed us what we need to do. And it goes both ways as far as how we are with him and how we are with one another. Earlier I'd said that um, I think about Christianity being a list of do's and don'ts. And I've struggled with this nearly my whole entire life. Many of you know, again, repeat. I hate repeating myself, but I can't help it. Um, I was raised in Christianity. I think I was born into it. So the thing about when you come into Christianity at a really young age, then you kind of have to interpret the message that's been given to you from a very, very early age. So eight years old, you're trying to interpret what does Christ mean? You've got the Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. There is a strong message of love. So you take that as an eight-year-old in my eight-year-old mentality, and then you build on it. And then it somehow got morphed into a, a set of rules, And from a very young age, I've already shared this, I was very aware that I wasn't very good at following all of the rules. And at that time, and the the faith that I got brought up in, it was a very um, hellfire and brimstone sort of, you're either in the club or you're out. You break the rules, you're going to hell. That was it. We watched the, as a child, I watched the Left Behind series for those that are familiar with it. I think a newer version has come out in the last couple of years. I was terrified. I had nightmares over the Left Behind series. Um, It traumatized me. I can't even read the new series at all because I still have visions. It was like this scared straight. You and it was terrible. Well, I I've been brought up in that. And so 
it's very hard for me to let go of that stronghold that it's about rules. It's about works. And Jesus fought against that. His whole walk, his walk on earth, he's, no, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. He, he was on people. No, this is not the way. This was a gift. I'm all about rules. This doctrination is very difficult for me to let go of. I mean, really, 54 years I've held on to that. The reason I say 54 when I'm actually going to be turning 56 is God's kind of, he's threw in a little interrupter. He's kind of interrupting the message for me, so I'm growing a little bit differently. I'm learning new things. I'm learning all my misinterpretations of that it's by works. It actually isn't. So from this by works argument, which I've had with Jesus so many times I can't even count it, what I can never figure out is, well, I, I don't know what to do then. If it's not about rules, I don't. If it can only be through you, then what do I do? And what I realized where I think Jesus has helped me come is that it's not about as much as what you're not supposed to do, which is where my focus is always don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, of which I fail and fail and fail. Um, it's about what do I do? The focus is what do I do? And what we do is we focus on our relationship with Jesus. We focus on him and we focus on what to do. The what not to do is always going to be there. It'll, it's waiting for us. We don't have to worry. It's not going anywhere. Where our focus wants to be is what do we do? How do we love Jesus? How do we love one another? Um, how are we grateful at what Jesus did? That's where we want to be looking. And I think that has a lot to do with why there's such a, I hate to use this word and I don't mean to, so no one, please no one judge on this word, why there's such a push for involvement in the church. It's because that's where relationships happen. I've grown so much in some of my relationships within the church since being involved. That's actually where the true growth is happening for me. That's where we practice and we exercise our faith. That's where we practice and we exercise. What does it look like to be in a relationship with Jesus and with his followers? This is where we get to practice it, and it's in the most beautiful, safe place ever. And we have the most beautiful, wonderful example of that. It's about our relationship and our focus on Jesus, whom we want, we desire, more than anyone else. And we want to live a life worthy of his sacrifice. And that's where it's at. It's in the relationship with him. That's where the focus is. That's where your kindness towards others, loving others unconditionally. Was it Reckless Love, the song earlier? And I was thinking how he chases you down, fights till I'm found, heals the 99 or leaves the 99? Leaves the 99. Do we do that for one another? Do we chase them down? Do we fight till they're found? I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm busy. I have a life. No, I don't do that. 
unconditional love. No, we put conditions on relationships. I'm not going to lie. Um, people that I choose to hang around, um, I, there's conditions. I play, you know, if I don't like you, I'm not going to hang out with you. Um, that's counterintuitive to my Savior. That, granted, he accepts our humanity. He knows we're humans, um, and he has a lot of grace and mercy for that. But that's where we're practicing, and that's how we should be looking. We're modeling our Savior, what he gives us as he loves us. That's how we're to love one another. Not the easiest thing in the world, but relationships aren't easy. No one ever said that they were. They're worth it. They're just not easy. And pursuing a relationship with Jesus, that's the ultimate relationship. I talked about it last week. There's no other way. He's it. Anything else outside of Jesus, it's going to leave you hanging, and you'll be sad, and you'll be here. I just is the most important relationship that you could ever possibly have. It's the most beautiful, wonderful place to be, not pain-free, not suffering-free. That whole, I said it last week, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but it's where we're supposed to be because our Creator, He created us to be in a beautiful relationship with Him and to share that relationship with others. And as we grow in our relationship with others, we share it to the world to bring all of God's people so we can know him and make him known because he loves everyone. He loves us all without condition. And that's what we're supposed to do. And where it starts is here, where it starts is coffee team, children's ministry, core ministry. That's where you practice it. It's where you see what it looks like. That's where you learn, hey, am I on the right path? Am I not on the right path? That is actually where you grow. And that's what Jesus wants. He created us. It's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here, Jesus, to do what you need me to do. And it's worth it. It's one relationship that I could say will not disappoint. It doesn't. It's a good one. It makes you happy. Well, not 24-7 happy, obviously, but he's there when you're not. Um, Don, if you could come join me. I'm going to close with that. Love Jesus, I encourage you. Do sign up for a core group. Do sign up for a team. Step into a further relationship with Jesus Christ. It's why He died. He died for you. It's what He wants. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> you want my earpiece? No, I don't like that thing. <laughs> I meant my. <laughs> Um, thank you, Terry. You're this welcome. Amazing message. Mm. It was a good message. Um, let's just, if everyone could just stand up. I'm going to, um, we'll have some prayer time. I sound like a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> that's what I was for 12 years in Wisconsin. It's prayer time. <laughs> okay. Um, if everyone could just breathe and let's just meditate on what the Holy Spirit wants for this time. There's a lot of good meat in what Terry was sharing. 
And let's just reflect a little bit. Lord, we just thank you so much for your example of unconditional love. I don't think any of us can even fathom what that actually means. We get a little taste of it with our spouses when things are going well. We get a big taste of it when we have kids and grandkids. And I just pray for just more of your unconditional love, Lord. I pray that um, you would bring to our minds people that we need to love unconditionally. That we need to love them because you love them. And that you created them. Lord, I pray for anyone who... um, is desiring to have more of a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you would guide their steps, Lord, and that they were here for a reason this morning. And if they have never asked you into their lives, Lord, I pray that you would just send an urgency in their brain and in their heart that they would want to get to know you and have a relationship with you. If there's anyone here today that, um, you know, maybe this church time or this church thing is just new, Um, maybe you're going through a lot and this is your last thing, this is your last straw, like, Lord, I don't know. Everyone cries out to God, you know, when things are going bad. Maybe that was you today. I just want to encourage you. This is a safe place. If you would like prayer, we have a lot of people that can pray for you. If anyone in the audience has not asked God into their life, does anyone want, you can raise your hand and the people around you can just lay hands on you and pray for you. Like Terry was saying, it is, it's a safe place. Um, that God can meet you just where you're at in your seat. I also, um, a couple, one more thing that Terry was talking about is that um, our greatest example of what a loving relationship looks like is Jesus. So right now, if you're if you're struggling in a in a, in your life about you know anything, um, whatever it is, I just pray that God would meet you where you're at and that he would shine through your darkness, your insecurities, whatever it is. And if you need prayer, just you can raise your hand and people around you will pray for you. If anyone has any physical needs too, um, body aches, um, out of alignment, um, internal, you can raise your hand and ask for prayer or pray for someone else. We have a hand over here. Um, If people around them can just lay your hands on them. 
I'm just going to pray a general prayer for healing, for physical healing, because there's a lot going on in, in people's internal bodies. Lord, we come to you and we ask for just your, your miracle to take place in individual lives today. I pray that you would heal people's bodies, put them in alignment, take any discomfort away. I pray for upcoming doctor appointments. Lord, I just pray for miracles to take place so that we can do the things that you've called us to do, whether it's provide for our families, work, um, care for children, care for elder family members. Lord, I pray that your healing power would take place in every, in each single person's body here, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for your amazing power, Lord. I thank you for this message. I thank you for each person that's here today. I pray that you would bless each person that's here and that they would see a difference in their lives, Lord, and that they want, would want to share it with people around them because of your amazing miracles. We thank you so much. We love you, Lord.